Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm host Michael Dow. With me tonight, Sue Timberlake. Hey there. And Stacy Cooney once again filling in on the board. Hello. And uh, we, uh, well, we're going to talk about some politics and stuff like that. But before we get into that, I just want to mention, as I try to always do, uh, you can get in touch with us in a few different ways. And we enjoy hearing from you. On uh, Facebook, we are facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. That's our community there. Uh, at civilpoliticsfm is our Twitter account. Um, and when we post links to things during the show uh, or after the show, as, as may be, uh, we often use, try to use the hashtag civil references to make it easier for you to follow along with what we're talking about uh, or find it later. And uh, you can also email us directly at civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. Uh, we also have a website, which is quite simply civilpoliticsradio.com, that has recordings of previous episodes of the show, links to things we talk about, and all kinds of other goodies. Uh, yeah. So, um, I don't know. There's there's a bunch of things to talk about. Um, I want to start with something that is perhaps not on the front burner. Uh-huh. For, uh huh. For you'll see why. Anyway, um, uh, I actually it's the whole burner, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, I actually have family who lives on the Big Island of Hawaii. Uh, the Big Island. The Big Island. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There are a number of islands in the Hawaii in the state of Hawaii, but the Big Island, Hawaii, is is the one where they have an active volcano called Kilauea, which I actually visited. 39 years ago <laughs> and lived to tell <laughs> it wasn't actually like belching lava at the time it was just smelled really bad um so you can speak to that sulfur uh, oh, dioxide whatever oh God, that is yeah that's that stuff's potent you yeah. know um so so it's something i've been paying attention to and uh uh yeah, Stacy. I, I I know. I don't know if you talked about. Um, you do a show about science and stuff like that called Evidence Based. So I, I don't know if you talked about Kilauea and stuff like that. But it's it's I think the longest continuous eruption in in the the world right now because it's been erupting since basically since I was a kid in right. varying degrees of activity. Right. Um, you know, I didn't actually talk about it tonight, but uh, th- it is really interesting because it's also one of the most studied volcanoes on the planet uh obviously well, because a continuous live feed <laughs> well that and it's in hawaii <laughs> yeah oh, there you go oh yeah those geologists <laughs> really enjoy going to hawaii let's, you know. let's be perfectly honest politicians do but geologists do also okay uh, so that's a that's a common ground. one of the famous one of the best places to do astronomy is at the mauna loa observatory on top of a of another nearby mountain oh yeah in, in, the on the view, big island the vision the um, yeah yeah is, the cloud is the yeah. air is clearer there's good radio telescopy it's out in the middle of the pacific a lot less you know sky glow and it's in hawaii <laughs> yes um and you know we we could talk at some point about the uh the struggle between uh native peoples and sort of the science that happens in hawaii um there is a long-standing discussion about that uh which i find myself being very conflicted about i actually don't know anything about that i mean i know stuff about volcanoes like i know why kilauea like the lava is sort of sort of slopping out and not like jetting high in the air and being all explosive well know. there actually have been some recent uh reports that suggest that there might be some um big boulders yeah some boulder <laughs> uh 
explosion. explosions. And yeah. so they are actually warning people to be pretty careful. But um, That's we, because the molten rock might be dropping below the water table and building yep. up steam pockets. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and... What, but one of the things about Hawaii, again, like I said, it's it's extremely... A place that I've been to three times and you haven't been to once, but please tell me a thing I don't know about it because that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, because if you go someplace, you're an expert. Right. No, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just like, I'm just like amused. Like I've been there. I have family there. I actually know a little bit about Hawaii, but Stacy knows something I don't. I think that's great. <laughs> um, well, at least you haven't mentioned it yet, which is, like I said, it's one of the most uh, studied volcanic islands basically in the world or volcanoes period mm-hmm. and uh the entire arpa- archipelago archipelago mm-hmm. uh is divided into zones and each zone actually has a rating and so where it's actually erupting right now that's zone basically number one Category and so the one. people who yeah. who live there you know it's it's basically live there at your own risk because that is zone 1 where it is most likely to be erupting at any time uh right that makes sense yeah yeah and so um it's, it's like oh you live on mount etna in italy guess what <laughs> exactly um but as far as the other uh thing that i brought up a little bit of background on uh mauna kea which is that basically mauna kea in traditional Hawaiian uh, religion, I mean, it's basically considered a holy site. Yeah. Mauna Kea is the mountain from which the Kilauea volcano is erupting. Right. Um, Mauna Loa is the other big mount- major mountain on the island of Hawaii, which in theory still has uh, could be volcanically active, but it hasn't been in some time. And that's where the famous uh, astronomical observatories are. Right. Sorry, and- I just... Yeah, I knew I, that. <laughs> yes, and I, and I did actually misspeak, so Mauna yeah, Loa. Yeah. Um, and so they consider it to be a sacred site, and uh-huh. so uh, they basically consider all of those extremely, extremely excellent and amazing telescopes to basically be on sacred land. To be desecrating. And yes. Um, and so the latest uh, telescope that was just built there, there was a large protest from uh, Native Hawaiians. And uh, there were several sort of sit-ins and uh, blocking of construction gear and things like that until they were finally uh, were given sort of the court order that said, you know, you have to relent. Um, and so, yeah, it's, and, you know, obviously I am sort of torn about that because I, I want to be respectful of, you know, native peoples and their ideas, but honestly, it's the 21st century and I want a telescope that works (laughs) really well. And guess what? That's where it works really well. Sorry. Well, I, I I get that. Like the, the issue about respecting the, um, religious uh, uh, beliefs of people who sort of identify with that native Hawaiian culture. Um, uh, I think part of the reason why that's so uh, such a live issue still is, of course, like Hawaii is the 49th state. Or is it, no, Alaska was the 50th, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Hawaii, then Alaska. Um, because, uh, well, you know, a bunch of... Uh, uh, rich uh, Anglo bankers decided that they wanted to uh, annex the island. They wanted to get the United States to annex it. So, you know, it was, um, you know, Hawaii actually was a sovereign state with representatives all over the world. Um, Yep. And uh, I think they had actually had a parliament. They had a king and a queen. Well, they had a a queen. Queen 
Lay I can't remember. She was the last Leilani, yeah. I, I think. But yeah. yeah. But she was uh she was a, a constitutional monarch, as I recall. And yeah. They had a they had a very advanced uh government, a very mm-hmm. advanced civilization. Civilization. And, yeah. And mm-hmm. we basically went and and they there are still Hawaiians who consider uh Americans an occupying force. Uh, still to this day, which I don't blame them in the least. They're not like the South, where they're just waiting for reinforcements, right? They're just—they just say that they don't. If they are waiting for reinforcements, that means we're going to be seeing a bunch of a bunch of those, you know, scary dudes from New Zealand coming up to help them take over. <laughs> I don't want to mess with those guys. Yeah. Huh. Have you ever seen a haka? It's terrifying. <laughs> I have seen a haka or two. Yeah. So, um, but we should actually talk about things that are in the news now rather than yeah. Well, the, history, <laughs> probably. Although it's nice to acknowledge that um, absolutely, you know, sort of like the um, Armenian genocide we acknowledged yeah a couple of weeks ago because nobody will acknowledge it. It's just it's awful. Yeah, so, well, nobody in that area, anyways. I yeah. mean, you know, that the Turks won't acknowledge it. Well, the U.S. doesn't acknowledge it. It's it's the government. US government. We officially don't acknowledge it. Really, the Armenian genocide. I don't think so. No, yeah, no, we don't. Oh, and, and because the Turks would get mad with us. Oh, right. I think there are members of you know of various governments, and I think various uh, like state governments and whatnot have re- have recognized it. But I guess yeah, I guess the uh, federal government isn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. We should check on that. Pretty sure, but I'll make a note to do that later. Um, so, uh, and they've asked for federal aid. Hawaii has. They just did. I oh think, yeah, yesterday or today or oh yeah, two oh, days yeah. ago. And they'll get it. Yeah. I mean, for for legit, yeah. Like, well, this river of molten rock came and, like, destroyed my house and my car, <laughs> filled in my swimming pool. But do you think they'll give the contract to Whitefish or whoever that was in oh, no. Pence's hometown? Oh, no. They'll, they'll, they'll get real help because, you know, they're real Americans in Hawaii. Yeah, they're an actual state. They're not, you know, they're, they're the right kind of... Uh, brown people because they've let enough white people there that uh i you know i mean i mean uh, like I, I i i get where you're coming from but but yeah it's just it, they're a state i mean it's that simple yeah. you know yeah yeah um, they have senators and they have two senators and like three representatives and so you know they kick a, can kick a cup of stink in a way that puerto rico can't Right. So if we... And Puerto Rico is still having all kinds of problems. Yes. And... You know, there's still power out in some parts of the island. Uh, there was some kerfuffle about they wanted to, like, build a trash-burning incinerator uh, to help uh, um, power, you know, create waste a new power. A new, uh, waste power. And, and waste people power. are like, hey, maybe we don't want those toxic fumes. <laughs> so uh... can I take off on your point earlier that um, Hawaii has two two senators and reps and yeah. so if uh, hampshire county is having trouble because we don't have any senator and we don't have any rep until january are we going to be treated be- worsely could be <laughs> more badly <laughs> i don't know i i wouldn't be surprised uh well what i wanted to say about puerto rico is of yeah. course you know uh hawaii is a little bit further away from the mainland than puerto rico and oh God, of course yes famously one of the reasons why we were having such quote-unquote trouble helping Puerto Rico was, you know it's surrounded by water, right? (laughs) And it's really far away. And it's really far away. Yeah, what, Puerto Rico's about a 1,000 miles from Florida, right? I think so. Yeah. Hawaii is about... it was closer than that, but... Well, but Hawaii is about three or 4,000 miles from California. I don't remember exactly. Well, it's, it's five time zones from here. 
Um, yeah. And since they don't observe daylight savings, it's currently one fifteen in the afternoon there. <laughs> yeah. And probably lovely except for the volcano. Yeah. <laughs> but, of course, the other thing about Puerto Rico is that uh, one of the main sort of thoughts about why we are specifically not helping them is uh, in order for us to basically drive the prices down in Puerto Rico, uh, basically take the the bottom out of the market and have out all the people move here, and then they will sell their land to people who will then turn it into oh, the flippers. Oh, you luxury. Mean it'll turn into a, a club rich person. The whole island. Yes. The idea. Oh. That is one of the uh, big ideas that's floating out there, and it's certainly something that I think is a completely disgusting and also completely reasonable uh, We've seen suggestion of what is going on. Yeah. Except for that electrical grid isn't really be, being rebuilt properly, so that's oh, the one well, thing. That's but they'll, they'll rebuild it after. <laughs> yeah. That nice billionaire Elon Musk has promised to fix it, so, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> The Levitt town will become the <laughs> island, basically. Yeah. So, um, but you mentioned uh, Stan Rosenberg, uh, who was the Massachusetts state senator for uh, for our this and president of the Senate and president of the Senate. Well, and so first time that Western Mass really had that kind of influence in a long time, and yeah. it didn't last. Um, I don't remember the name of uh, his ex husband, but. Uh, we don't need to say it anyway. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> the the ethics report came out and uh, was um, scathing. Scathing. <laughs> like it, it doesn't like there. Was, what I saw was that it didn't record that he'd known that about the you know extorting people and demanding sex in exchange for political favors or whatever that the husband was apparently up to, but apparently he did knowingly like you know give it share his like the password to his official email with his husband so his husband could like read the emails and correspondence you know, and, and even yeah. send things out i yeah. guess through that email account so yeah oh dear so love is blind yeah well it, that was clearly a mistake um even if it was a perfectly innocent one and i understand i like i i I don't know. Stacey, I think you're with me on the whole idea that, like, it sucks for you, Stan Rosenberg, but we do want to have standards for our public servants. Um, yes, yeah. in that respect. Uh, well, it, see, then Barney Frank would have had to go when his boyfriend did the same thing down in Washington. See, and that's the thing is that, um, you know, I am a old school Massachusetts uh, Democrat, uh, liberal. I'm not really a Democrat, but liberal. Mm -hmm. uh, in the and you know everyone in Massachusetts has a little bit of this in them, which is you know, if you're good at your job, eh. <laughs> I mean, come on, we have to we have to own that. I mean, I don't want to own that, but I have to own I, that. That I you voted know, for Ted Kennedy at least twice, so yeah, exactly. I, I'm happy to own it. And so you know, but for me, the thing is things like the cybersecurity. Heck, I also stuff. voted for Bill Clinton twice, so. The, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. I mean, it would be one thing if his husband was doing terrible things and he was unaware of it and you could actually believe that he was unaware of it. Uh, you he know, had the same email account he saw but, when it went out. But exactly. Right. Yeah. But, you know, you can't – but he doesn't have any kind of plausible deniability. And in this day and age, we can't really afford to be eh anymore. Yeah. Um, Do you think the standards are changing then? I think the standards are changing to an extent and I, mean, I think that that's the, a good thing. All the um, – um, the, um, 
entertainment folks that just got thrown out of their respective. Yeah, the yep. yeah. Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences threw out Bill Cosby and Roman Polanski. Yep. You know, and like Weinstein. What? And Roman well, Polanski, it's like why 30, they had 40 years? Why they hadn't thrown out Roman Polanski years ago for being a convicted child rapist, I will not, I will never know. Mm-hmm. Well, he actually, he pled to a lesser. He uh, uh, was... That doesn't mean he didn't do it. Oh, no, I agree with you and, totally that and, the act was drugging and raping a 12-year-old. And, yeah. And, and, <laughs> or 13-year-old. He, he, he pled guilty to, you know, the facts of the case. So, yeah. 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 Well, you know... He's such an auteur. We just had to just, oh, my God, the amount of celebrities that I have yeah. written off because they have supported him. I, I mean, is, so this is I've seen world. some of his movies. His movies are great, but that's uh, no. debatable. Well, I, I, I've seen two, at least two of his movies that I was genuinely really impressed by. But, you know, kind of so what? Didn't he <laughs> you know? write Absolutely. a book, too? Wrote a horrible book, I think. He probably did. Probably. Yeah. Oh, horrible, horrible. I, I, I have no particular interest in Mr. Polanski. Yeah. You know. But that's where no. he lives is in the, you know, S&M and, I mean, like, yeah. hurting people, not yeah. not not the S&M that's known in the sexual world, the S&M yeah. of wars and things that happen in war and things like that. So, Well, so maybe there's some hope here, even though Stan Rosenberg is a casualty of it, that it's actually a new day. Yeah. At least in Massachusetts. I mean, well, also in other places. I mean, look mm-hmm. at, um, you know, all of the people who are bring, being brought down, like um, Schneiderman, is it? Oh, yeah, in New yeah, York. Yeah. Wow. Did he, Did he? you know, his feet didn't even touch the ground on his way out the door. Yeah. Well, what I like Scott is, Schneiderman, yeah. is when the, the guy that stands up in the front of the parade is usually the guy that's covering up you know just like the serial killers are always the really good guy at church yeah you know oh but he was the, so good uh, at church or the closeted uh gay senators and, and uh <laughs> yes mm-hmm. yeah. republican conservatives so yes maybe, you know we want to look more strongly at uh, more thoroughly at people that protest too much well i mean i think that uh, going a little bit more into the science of it, that, you know, there is a very easy way that the human brain can hold those two things together, that you can both be actually thinking that you are a feminist, a male feminist who absolutely totally believes in, you know, equality of the sexes and still be a terrible, abusive person in the bedroom yeah. and just not those two things can absolutely be held in the same head. And that's the problem is that, uh, you know, it's, but is and it that's no not in conscience. It's, is that more in the realm? Are you saying that people are walking around with, um, you know, it's cognitive dissonance. It's, yeah. it's, it's the human mind has an amazing ability to justify Especially actions. Especially if you just paid a lot for that car. All that of a sudden you, it's the most amazing car that you've ever driven. Yeah. And, you know, and so it's it's very easy for humans to justify what they're doing uh, because it, you know, there's, I mean, we could talk about the neuroscience of it for an entire, you know, episode, but um, basically the gist is that it's it's very easy for people to do that. And that doesn't, and what I'm, what I don't want you to think what I'm saying here is that it excuses it in any way. It's just that there is a very real possibility that they can think that they are actually fighting the good fight while also being terrible predators. So, and, and so not, why did he resign so quickly then? Because he didn't, he didn't like... Um, yeah, within three hours, yeah. Yeah, it's not like he... Well, four... There were they f- can't be talking about me. Four, four, <laughs> four women came forward on the record. 
Um, Two of uh, them ex-wives, right, I think? No, uh, not ex-wives, but ex-girlfriends. One of whom, Tanya Selvaratnam, is actually someone I know because she went to my high school. Oh, wow. So I went to high school with her. She's, she was in my class. I remember her as a, um, a progressive activist kind of person. I think she organized a, a campus-wide protest against uh, uh, apartheid urging the i went to phillips academy in andover massachusetts which is a rather exclusive prep school you know uh, rather um uh and pa back at the time had a 200 million dollar endowment i imagine it's bigger now 30 years later but um they we there was a student rally to get the school to divest from south africa because you know uh apartheid Ah, the good old days. <clears throat> anyway, so yeah. Um, so you believe her because you know her. I I absolutely believe her. I'm just heartbroken for some of the things because, yeah. among other things, you know, he wanted to like like according to the interview she uh, the reporting in the New Yorker, you know, like he was. Uh, oh, that's right. Where it broke, right? Was the New Yorker? Yeah, story. yeah. And he wanted to call her like his 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 brown slave, and I'm just like, oh Jesus, you know. And I, I'm 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 horrified that poor Tanya uh, had endured that for any length of time. Yeah. And of course, no. the person who did this was—I'm um, blanking on his first name now, but uh, and it's not uh, Ron because that's a different Ron Schneider. <laughs> no, no, no. The the person who broke the story was oh, in the Ronan Farrow. Yes, Ronan Farrow, which I yeah. always think is a very interesting thing <clears throat> that he has really—he uh, has come out as quite the champion of this movement, and and he had a co writer who's yes. female right yeah co-author on the th- which of course i don't know her name i unfortunately she yeah. is not as well known no yeah. um but uh you know it is interesting where he has really come out as a just should, should we look at him then no i oh. don't think so um <laughs> because i think that he has been informed by the events in his own life more I, than anything you know what's happened to his sister uh dylan so yes what happened to his sister? I'm sorry, I'm ignorant. Ronan Farrow and uh, uh, Dylan Farrow—they were the uh, adopted, or actually, I guess they're biological children of Mia Farrow, oh, Woody Allen. Woody Allen, yes. another so, one who you like his movies, but <laughs> I like some of his movies. Yeah, I do. But on, um, I will, I will say on the record, I don't think I've ever watched a Woody Allen movie that I enjoyed all the way through. I don't know if I enjoyed any of them all the way through, but you know. Like Crimes and Misdemeanors is is, a, is a, was a really powerful movie. I remember that, you know. And it's it's fascinating how it's like, you know, are you watching your own movies and thinking about the messages you're sending here? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't realize that he's the son of yes. yeah, Mia Farrow. Yep. Yes, yeah, and in 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 theory, he's the son of Mia Farrow and Woody Allen. But um, in, in, she says that actually, uh, uh, she. He, that he's actually the son of, of her. Mia uh, Farrow says his father's actually Frank Sinatra. And if you look at him, it, it really... Oh, yeah, he doesn't look like um, Woody, Woody Allen. Allen. He looks Allen. a lot no. like Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, that's that's totally yes. irrelevant. <laughs> Sorry. And I he wasn't very nice to women either, Frank Sinatra. No, he so. wasn't, oh, from what no, I understand. No, not at all. So, but in any event, uh, uh, Ronan Farrow, you know, my understanding is part of why he's doing this is because, you know, it's just a sense of outrage over the way his sister's been ignored all these years. Absolutely. So... But I think that, um, you know, Rosenberg, you know, it's the classic case of you should have known. And even if you didn't know, you should have known. And I think it is a a, we're at a turning point where, you know, 
that's not an excuse anymore that, you know, oh, he was just doing this, you know, for X, Y, or Z reason. And I started I didn't... to say it was a play, a play. And as they right away came out, all of the women came out and said, no, it wasn't. Yeah. A, you know, it wasn't a role playing kind of thing. And you did you see they're going after the two gymnast coaches now that were at the ranch where the um, where the doctor was? You mean Larry oh, Nasser? Larry Nasser was the there, doctor, yeah. but the two coaches who have denied any knowledge of any of this and said, well, the parents stood right there and they didn't know, so how could we know? But they ran this really tight, sort of almost I, um, I, I, I militaristic-like think, site. I think, I think, again, it's a question of, oh, if you honestly didn't know, you really should have. Absolutely. See, that's a good point. So organizations have a duty to know. I, I think so. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's the turning point is that you, you're going to be guilty if you didn't investigate. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, in my my uh, uh, time as a owner of a small business, uh, uh, we've made some. I've made some bad calls about uh, some employees that we hired, you know, and uh, you know, in the end, uh, I didn't notice problems that were happening because I sort of presumed that there was competence and there there was you know, sort of, a, a you know, good intentions all the way around. And, you know, so the idea that someone would be like, wow, I screwed that up. I'm going to try and, you know, conceal things a bit, you know, so that people don't notice how uh, I screwed that up. Like that, that didn't occur to me in part yeah. because like, you know, our company ethos is specifically like, tell us about your mistakes. Up, It'll be we'll okay. It, yeah. We can fix them when we know about them and we can all learn and go forward. So it just so stuff got worse than it needed to because I wasn't paying enough attention. I should have known. Ask the follow-up question. But I didn't. Yeah, yeah you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the other owners were really nice to me about it. But in the end, I'm like, you know what? I I, I screwed this up, and you guys should be angrier with me than you are. So you know, I I think I think the same sort of thing applies with Senator Rosenberg, who I think has done fine work as a senator. Yes. Uh, as in the Massachusetts State Senate and. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. Uh, I guess. Do you guys want to want to think about uh, the answer to this question while we take a short break? Question is, uh, knowing you know, in light of today's standards, would you have voted to uh, uh, impeach Bill Clinton or, or con- vote to convict Bill Clinton when he was impeached twenty years ago? Oh, if we'd been in the uh, if we'd Senate. been there, like twenty years ago, I was like, no, because like it's a consensual affair and blah blah blah, you know. And uh, I I think it's time to revisit that. She decision. was a subordinate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, we'll take a short break now here on civil politics. We're going to play some uh, pr- PSAs, promos, and station IDs, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Charlie. I fight fires and I save lives. My name's Renee. I'm a cardiologist. I save lives. My name's Anthony. I'm an EMT. I save lives. You don't have to be a professional to save a life. Firefighters, doctors, and others save lives. You can, too. Don't wait. To learn more about the warning signs and how you can help prevent suicide, visit save.org. In a crisis, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. I'm Rachel Maddow with the Pioneer Valley Planning Commission and the Franklin Regional Council of Governments for Valley Free Radio. Reminding you that legally, bicycles are vehicles and bicyclists have the same rights and responsibilities and should observe the same rules as motorists. For more information on bicycle rights and safety, go to www.massbike.org. Did you know there is a CSA from which you can get locally brewed beer shares? Or that there is a delivery service that can bring produce from local farms to your door every week? 
Farm to Fork is a radio program dedicated to revealing the history of the food system in the Pioneer Valley and exploring the bounty the valley has to offer. The program tackles the complex issues surrounding food, drink, and every kind of nutrient with their individual production schemes and consumer markets. These topics and more, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on Farm to Fork, Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, WXOJLP, Northampton. It's Matthew Squire, host of the Matter Day radio show. We are Monday, 1 to 2 in the afternoon. We talk to people who are actors, we talk to people who are stunt people, and we talk to people who are musicians, writers, and anything else you can imagine. World record holders have been on the show, but why? What holds all these people together? Well, it's a common love for one thing. Video games. That's right. We've talked to people who hold world records in video games, people who have written and make their lives writing video games, and stunt actors who have done work in video games. So join me every Monday, 1 to 2, on this station to listen to more as we dive into the world and the art that is video games. It's important to make sure your family has a plan in case of an emergency. We talked to this family to see if each of them knew where to meet if they were not together when something happened. If a natural disaster happened and we were outside the home, we would all meet at the park. That's our meeting point. I meet with our neighbor's house because she is my mom's good friend. We all have a meeting spot, which is a bus stop. Is your plan any better? To learn more about making an emergency plan for your family, go to www.mass.gov slash MEMA. Brought to you by the Ready Massachusetts U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. Press start to continue. Video game remixes, nerdcore, hip-hop, and chiptunes from across the internet. Tune in every Monday night from 9 to 11 on Valley Fruit Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM. And check out Facebook.com slash start to continue for links to show notes, random game news, and podcasts of previous episodes. Press start to continue. All under needs to know. By now, you have heard that using compact fluorescent light bulbs, or CFLs, can save you money on your energy bill. But have you heard that there is a law requiring Massachusetts residents to recycle them? Keep in mind, they can't be recycled curbside, so do your part. Drop off your used CFLs at your local participating retailer. For more information on recycling and where to do it, visit lamprecycle.org Massachusetts. And thank you. STDs often have no symptoms, but if left untreated, they can lead to serious health problems, especially for young women. Every year in the U.S., about 24,000 women become infertile from untreated STDs, which means they may never be able to have kids. It's important to get tested regularly. All STDs are treatable. Many are curable. GYT, get yourself tested. Go to GYTnow.org to find a testing center near you. A message from CDC. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. Anthony. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. 103.3 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm host Michael Dow, and <clears throat> I'm still here with uh, uh, Sue Timberlake and Stacey Cooney. And, uh, yeah, so um, we've had a couple of minutes to to, uh, to toss the issue around in our minds. Just wondering, like, given the, um, you know, the way that the uh, 
we've become more aware of how sexual violence and 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 misconduct work in this country um and the abuse of power that that can make it possible um i don't know do you think you'd have voted uh to convict bill clinton uh when he was impeached uh last or, or 20 years ago i'm gonna go with yes yeah what did this there was this the scottish um senator what was his name who voted um not proven or i forget his name he was a republican who voted not proven i, I don't think, remember i can't think of his name i and, have to admit i was rather young at the oh, time oh there you go yeah but he was quite um i thought he was pretty courageous actually that that senator because he yeah. was basically saying that um while it might be true that they hadn't proven it because of the way that they got there, you know, there was there was right. like a lot of problems with the process. Yeah. And uh, I can't think of his name because he was like a John McCain. He was one of those people that you never quite knew. It was always on principle for him. So I, I probably... I would argue against that uh, characterization of John McCain, but uh, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, I'll think of his. I'll probably come up with it a little bit later, but I I have a lot of trouble with how they got there. I just have a lot of problem, too. and I don't I, think that it belonged in an impeachment I, environment. I, I I did at the I at the time I did too. Um, I I I still, uh, you know, it it was it was a blatantly political attempt to to force a, a validly elected president out of office because they didn't like him, and they didn't like his wife. But that said, um, I think the standard should be that. That we should make it really clear that it's unacceptable for, you know, the president to behave that way. Yeah, and to clarify, I would I would vote yes in the sense that what he did was wrong, yeah. not necessarily the stuff around it. I think that you know the impeachment process at the time was, as you say, extremely extremely flawed, flawed. Yeah, and everything about that was extremely flawed. And but it was the, basically the lie that they impeached him. Or yeah, because yes. he was. He was impeached, but he wasn't found guilty, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, so would you also – so staying in the same vein, mm -hmm. when there's a, a somebody who's arrested and there's a technical problem in the way the police did it, got the evidence, would you ever throw something out on a technicality even if the, the person's totally guilty? But it's, it's a – you know, it's a real technicality. What do you guys do with that? Uh, there are times when I hate it, but yeah, I, I, think, I think you have to. Yeah. I am absolutely, you know, I, I wish that more people actually believed in the rule of law. Uh, many of the people who say they believe in the rule of law who don't. Um, I'm looking at you, former President <laughs> Obama. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I thought you were looking at me when you said no, that. I no, like, no, no. I, I was. No, she was literally was looking at you. physically <laughs> looking at you. But um, what have I done to do this? But no, I think that the. Oh, um, <laughs> we don't have time for it all on the air. <laughs> I think that the rule of law is very important. Um, it's really funny. I was having an, a debate with some people on the Internet today, as I am wont to do. Uh, and, of course, it was uh, the endless debate about. Oliver uh, North? Uh, no, um, about free <laughs> New speech. New head of the NRA. And, uh, you know, someone was basically – people – this week has been the week of people trying to pin things on me that aren't true uh, in internet debates where they're like, I bet you believe blah, 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 and me oh, happy to come back and say – when people do that when you're like a Republican. It happens all the time. And, yeah. uh, oh, it's wicked. It's and like, I bet you believe that <laughs> women who have abortion should be murdered. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no. No, I don't. No. <laughs> and so basically, uh, you know, they were talking about hate speech – 
uh, and uh, hate speech laws and uh, hate speech, um, what is it, uh, addendums to crimes. I forget right. what the word is. But it enhances an aggregating yeah. factor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get a I'm, worse, uh, it, sentence. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that might be shocking given my general positions on things. I am actually against hate speech laws and against hate speech or, or hate enhancements on crimes. Um, so do you think police should get, uh, if you kill a policeman, you get the death penalty, but not other people? So you'd like it to be consistent across all people? Well, for one thing, I don't... Uh, you don't believe in the death penalty, but it, it, I'm sorry, I, I sort of conflated those I, two. I, but there's a there's a push right now to make well, uh, in Massachusetts. I, I think Stacy and I are on the same page in that, like... You know, we certainly want the police out there doing their jobs, and and the police are valuable. But at the same time, um, some are more equal than others. Well, I don't, I don't think we <laughs> animal want farm. The, I don't think <laughs> we want the police to be uh, uh, more insulated from uh, or put in on a different legal category than than ordinary citizens, than they already are. They are a friend of the court, so they when their testimony is given, it's considered to be not very impeachable yeah um, i I personally am extremely extremely displeased with that sort of thing i think that we give um i mean that's a whole nother again a whole nother show about uh the idea of prosecutorial immunity is a huge problem in this country um an amazingly huge problem in this country it's one of the plea bargains it's one of the hugest it's one of the reasons that so many plea bargains are able to happen is because prosecutors are immune from doing basically whatever they want uh lying to people telling them whatever they want to to tell them in order to, uh, you know, police as well, able to yeah. lie to people. So the police already is... can act too much with impunity. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but getting back to my original thought is the idea that, you know, a murder is a murder. You know, a if you beat someone up, you've beaten someone up. And if you beat them up for a reason that is involved in sort of a hateful reason. So if because they're gay or transgender or something like that, I absolutely get the visceral desire to want to treat them more harshly. I get that a hundred percent. But I don't think yeah, that it's makes awfully hard to get to motive and yeah. I don't think that makes us safer. I don't think that gives the victim any more closure and it might for some but i just don't think that and if the laws were enforced equally it wouldn't it wouldn't matter because it, it the person that's beating people up would be caught and put in jail yeah. where they wouldn't get a plea bargain because they were a white nationalist or something well and, yeah. and i think I it's also it. worth noting that um for many crimes there is usually like a a, a range of sentences mm-hmm. that a judge can hand out. So the judge is like, well, you've been convicted of this, so I can sentence you to as little as 10 or as much as 25 That's years. That's why they did minimum sentencing. Right. <clears throat> and and to say like, okay, well, you know, if it's like, well, you did the wrong thing, but I understand that you were, you know, in a bad place in your life and you weren't taking your medication because, you know, like you, you, you know, you're just a, a mess as a person and you're, yeah, and you're really sorry now, so I'm going to give you 10 years. Versus like, oh, you did that because you're a Nazi and you thought that, that that attacking that person was the way to, you know, rid the world of Jews. No, I'm going to give you 25 years. I mean, like, that's already baked into the cake. You don't need to have hate speech for that. The judge exactly. can just do yeah. that. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> and that's where that should come in. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, that's I very would say- interesting. I'm surprised because I, I actually feel that way really strongly that we need to stop calling things hate speech and just sort of 
call it what it is, but make a a level play, more level playing field. Well, as a legal I, I would, category, as I think a legal category. Sorry, yeah. Stacey, go yeah. ahead. I was going to say the same thing. That well, and uh, so on a technicality, I wouldn't, I wouldn't impeach Clinton. I think it was bad. I think she was a subordinate. I think it it fits all the criteria that there should be rules in place for. Yeah. But the process yeah. was flawed, and therefore I wouldn't have voted. Very, very flawed. Yeah. Very yeah. flawed. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, it's so funny to watch my guys say how um, how Mueller is just going off when you consider how much money was spent on the special prosecutor and the Clinton stuff. I mean, it was just years Wait, and you, you mean Ken Starr. You don't mean the Benghazi stuff, right? Well, no, Ken Starr no. and yeah, wrong Clinton. <laughs> yeah, wrong Clinton. Yes. Well, but she was in the Whitewater stuff, and yeah, but yeah, that's true. She was. Yeah. So I just and Which all the was people that went never to, ever proven to be anything. Other than like a failed real oh, estate developer. Oh, and people yes. died in jail. Those, some of the real estate folks died in jail because they wouldn't testify. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. No, yeah. One of the wife or the husband. I forget wow. what their name was. But it was it was horrible. It was yeah. really horrible. So I think our government can behave really badly. Absolutely. <laughs> I think our government behaves really badly every single day, <laughs> regardless <you>. of who... <laughs> <laughs> whose team is winning currently. Well, and, when um, all that slush money goes into the um, private lawyer. <laughs> ah, you mean AT&T Mi- and Michael Cohen, yeah. Yeah, Novartis. And- <laughs> yeah, well, and, and the, the heck of it is, um, uh, if Michael Cohen can, uh, like, if Michael Cohen just took a bunch of money from people to tell them about, like, Donald Trump and ways to, like, approach him and how to butter him up, he didn't commit a crime. If, on the other hand, he said, hey, you know, AT&T just well, gave me 200. Well, that is lobbying. No. No, no. Lobbying is actually going and talking to someone. If I talk to you, but if instead if it's like AT&T wants to know how to get on your good side, so they come to me, you know, and they can say like, yeah, so, you know, we talked to, to Mike Dow and he tells us you're like this and that and the other thing. And you go, oh, okay. You know, like that is kind of shady but it's not actually against the law well there's but a, as soon as it's like i i call you and say hey sue i want you to take a meeting with these guys because they're working on this thing can you help them out that is lobbying and if i don't have a lobbying license that is indeed a crime but if he's his lawyer and he's talking to him i that's lobbying that's probably why they got access to all his files yeah i would yeah. guess because yeah there's 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 a lot to this uh, yeah no Michael Cohen seems to be cut from the same cloth as rob Rod Blagojevich, the former mayor oh, former governor what did of Michigan he, say he said i you know I've got this this, this senate Senate seat and it's bleeping golden yeah. yeah yeah i that's exactly what I thought of the first time I heard what he was doing with these guys so. yeah and we pulled out of the j c p o a this week and <clears throat> Israel bombed Syria and Syria bombed Israel, and I think it's all connected but oh yeah oh, oh it, it is it is because it was the Iranians who fired the rockets. Yeah, inst- instability in the world. Yeah. So I would just like to say, military guys are going to make money. Sorry, one important thing. Oh yeah, we're coming up. Oh well, that'd be a change for the show. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> when Dick Cheney says what you've done was wrong, oh crap! <laughs> and you're a Republican, and you're doing something that is theoretically, you know, like tough on. Yeah, Dick Cheney said we shouldn't have pulled out of the Iran deal. <clears throat> yeah. Well, That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it has to do with selling things to Iran. It doesn't have anything to do with Dick Cheney's morals. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm yeah. just saying. Well, wait yeah. a minute. But if... It, what do you Hal mean Burton. Ha- right. But here's... Like, selling things... To, uh, 
Helping oh, them no, with mean, distributor mean, oil. Oh, I and, see. So, in other words, like Halliburton is currently doing it. Yes. Dick Cheney, oh, yeah, okay. he's defending his uh, his, well, his sure. money. But I, you know me, I just go but, dark. Well, but the new ambassador right to dark money. Well, <laughs> that's that's kind of open. But I mean, it doesn't mean he's wrong. Also, the our, our new ambassador to Germany, his first day on the job, tweeted that uh, because the JCPOA, the Iran nuclear limitation deal, was being. Uh, you know, the U.S. was checking out of it. German companies should immediately get out of Iran. They had, you know, six months to get out before oh, yeah, the U.S. started, started, you know. Uh, here we go. Yeah, started levying sanctions again. And, uh. you know, the German government was perhaps, you know, was not entirely happy with the brand new ambassador threatening German companies on his first day on the job. So, Well, he's warning them and they're going to enforce the... But they can't because it's only the USA. And nobody else has agreed to it. Right. We're, so we're we're like in the wind by ourselves. I think at the yeah. Moment. I mean, I, I yeah. I'm 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 going to be very very surprised if we make it through the next couple of years without some sort of humongous crash in the American economy oh. based on these policies. And what did we trade for the hostages that we just got out of North Korea? I don't know. Yeah, but I, we'll find out. Right. Well, of course, you <laughs> know the, the the thing about the North Koreans. Um, one of the one of the good theories about why they've suddenly decided to say yes is basically during the last test, they actually uh, ended up with mountain sink. Oh, in yeah, the, the mountain. The test site collapsed. The test site collapsed. So they're like, sure, we'll come to the table now. <laughs> and we'll stop doing nuclear testing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think we did that? No. No, no, no. no. It was just, it, it's it's something that happens. It, apparently, if you set off a few nuclear devices underground, uh, it creates these big holes. Yes. <laughs> and then this volcano and then, and then happens fall on down. the other side of the world. No, the no, Sue. Uh. No. No. <laughs> It's such a good rumor, you though. You cannot dig your way to China. <laughs> no. But they're all right on that Pacific Rim. They're all they're Spread all rumors connected. on your own time there, yeah. too. You know? the, was it the fiery We've Pacific had plenty of nuclear testing underground that has not had any kind of... Yeah, in Utah. Yeah. yeah. Anywho. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry. But we only have a few minutes left. Yeah. But so... And I was also just struck by how President Trump uh, thanked uh, Kim Jong-un for... For, for treating those three hostages excellently. Yeah, that like, was they got pretty off hard. Yeah. They that landed, hard they were too. with him there, and he said, thank, he said, yeah, he did a great job. And, and they shouldn't like, have done that. They should have got, gone right to that German hospital to be taken care of and debriefed. I can't believe they paraded them around. I, I can understand that they paraded them around, and, and it's cl- it might be... Usually the military won't let that happen. Well, they, they whisk them away. They do a little high, and they whisk them away so that they can be stabilized and taken yeah. care of, because yeah. it's pretty traumatic. Uh, I don't know. And it may well be that, that uh, the, the, the North Korean regime <clears throat> just let the guys go because they have plenty of hostages and they, they they are more than willing to go out and get more. Absolutely. You know, they have a history of kidnapping people from Japan and Korea, South right. Korea. So, yeah. you know. I'm waiting for him to um, be at the summit in uh, June in Singapore and have the, the military cross over into South Korea without warning. I just, they're, they're all stationed right there. I don't trust Kim Jong-un at I, all. I suppose he could do that, but that would... That would be catastrophically bad for North Korea. Well, and if there was some event that happened, for example, there's a dam that's on the North Korean side. A friend of mine who's a mercenary was saying, "Yeah, if the dam goes, I they think have the Pusan the, Dam. They have these flood. They would have these floods that would actually take out Seoul, and then they'd need, you know, they'd need uh, military aid to." Uh, it, 
it was just like Russia came across with their folks into the Ukraine. Well, but, but to here, help. Here, here's yes. here's the thing. The oh, go ahead, Stacy. <laughs> no, no, no. You you go ahead. Just the U.S. You know, one of the reasons why I'm like President Trump. Don't be so you know hostile and aggressive towards North Korea because it really won't work for us to start any kind of war with them. Um, it will cause massive devastation and problems for South Korea. A lot of people will die. You know. But it can't be good. Yeah. It can't be good for us. But on the other hand, once if North Korea starts the ball rolling, like thousands of people will die. You know, Seoul will be heavily damaged, if not destroyed, and by artillery barrages and all kinds of things like that. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, at that point, you know, the U.S. can just take our take the world's biggest military off the chain. Just just let it loose. It would take us a little while to, to mass more forces, but we already have significant military presence there. and 20,000 troops. Right. We could easily— It's nothing. There's 1.4 million I, I, uh, North Koreans right, all ready to go. Right. right but— um, And they moved him back. I but think the, Trump moved our back. But the thing back. is, that the, the, the actual, like, you know, there's, there's all kinds of debates about, like, how well-equipped and how well-nourished and how well-trained exactly, and enthusiastic that was going to be. the yeah. North Koreans are. Yeah, they so, might run towards the food. They might run towards the food. <laughs> so you and, drop airlift and, food back, and yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm just saying, like North Korea has always been like, oh, that's going to be a really difficult, painful, thorny knot to untangle. So we're not going to bother. But once they, if they start it, then you know they don't have a hope of actually winning against the United States of America. See, I think they should have always done the sort of Russian idea in North Korea. They should have dropped. Uh, Levi's and CDs, food and, and messages. food and messages. We should have been doing that for the last twenty years. Would have made a huge you know, difference. I, I I don't generally agree with this point, but uh, Penn and Teller famously said that you know spreading capitalism. The <laughs> that, yes, that spreading capitalism is the best way to get peace. And obviously, as a socialist, I don't believe that. But in this case, <laughs> I I think that it was a worth. It would have been a worthy try. Yeah, well, I uh, oh well, I guess I guess it's too late to find out now. <laughs> I guess because we'll now find North it. Korea is actually a nuclear power. Yeah. <clears throat> and with that, <laughs> yeah. we are out of time. That cheery note, another Friday. Yeah, we we do need to wrap up. Um, you wasted another hour with us listening to our yeah <laughs> complicated thoughts. But um, but yeah, so uh, <clears throat> just before we we wrap up, I do just this this kick I'm on. Uh, uh, since it's an election year, I just, again, want to remind people, um, especially because, uh, you know, we don't have representatives here, a representative or state senator in here in Northampton uh, since Peter Coco died. And uh, there's going to be election coming up in November uh, that people should indeed register to vote and get ready to vote. So um, if you go to the website uh, of uh, the Massachusetts Elections Division um, on, the, uh, on the Internet for the uh, – state government. You can find information on registering to vote online, finding out where you can vote. You can sign up for an absentee ballot. If you are already registered, you can find out where you're registered. I think you can change your party till Monday. Am I right on that? This uh, coming Monday? It's soon. Uh, I don't know about that because yeah. the primaries are in September. Yeah, but there's some, so, something that happens. But you can find summer. out about the information that yeah. when you're registered. Um, in order to vote in the primaries, you need to register by Wednesday, August 18th, August 15th, rather. So there's actually still three months there. And the actual election is uh, Tuesday, November 6th, so you need to register by October 17th uh, in order to be able to vote, at least here in Massachusetts. So uh, please do that. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, it's 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 worth doing. It's easy. It's free. It's your right as a citizen. Um, and you know we need that. So um, we're gonna sign off for now. Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents and OK Asia. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.